0: Yeah, you doing alright.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Get get into it. Get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here and we go, so it go. is. And
1: so it is. <laughs> I'm Liza Poor.
0: I'm Mike Pelasic.
1: Every week we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection. Watch them and discuss.
0: When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter.
1: One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Death hello
0: hey that was a good hello thanks i liked it yeah that was really good i'm trying out some new hellos okay okay here i want to try one i'm gonna try one here we go 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 hello (laughs) what happened i don't know
1: okay
0: i died (laughs) in the middle of it yeah
1: that was weird um how's everybody doing how are you doing
0: i'm good i'm good i have a little time off yeah which is nice so been uh weirdly busy for having time off in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> but it's only monday and hopefully we get to relax this week a little bit yeah and then uh yeah things are good i don't know things are good how are things with you great okay
1: <laughs> started playing some sims again yeah. today
0: yeah. Were you playing the Horny Sims or the regular Sims? The regular Sims. Because the, the Sims is a video game. All right. If, you, if you're new, so if you don't know, video games are, Oh my god! No, um, the Sims is this video game, and you at one point.
1: Well, so that, so, so there was so a mod, right? The thing. Well, the thing with Sims that's that's fun is that they encourage like cheat codes, and they encourage um mods or modifications to the game. So. That's what makes it kind of, yeah, that's what makes it kind of fun and cool. And I found, I was, so I was, a while ago, I was really into playing Sims and I was like reading this article about it. And it was like, the title of the article was like, my Sims won't stop having sex. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is this? And there's a mod that you can download where it basically just turns the Sims into porn. Where, so usually if like the Sims use the bathroom or if they woohoo, that's what it's called in the game. If they're having sex, that you can woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't see them obviously. Yeah. And they do like a whole pixelated thing or if they're in the shower, it's pixelated. But if you download this mod, then it just like shows everything. And then there's also um, Sims challenges that you can do just in general that people yeah. make up and it's like, here are the rules. And there were, there were a bunch of Sims challenges with it's called Wicked Whims uh, mod, <laughs> yeah. Um, so there were a bunch of challenges with the Wicked mod on, and I was trying to play it, but it just got—it gets weird after a little while. Yeah,
0: it gets weird. <laughs> the the alternate reality game where you just is yeah all fucking
1: and it's also like really difficult because because they're mods you have to go in and like do all of the settings and I only sort of know how to do that like. Okay. Like, I feel like I, I can learn things like that pretty quickly, but I I also very quickly lose that right, knowledge. Right, like to what end? So it's like every time I have to do something, I have to look up how to do it.
0: Oh, it's like when I play Oh Hell with your family.
1: Yeah, or any card
0: game, really. Yeah. <laughs> you, you
1: don't have retention for card games. I
0: don't. I don't.
1: Yeah. Uh, Reteach me. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Anyway, The Sims be fucking.
1: The Sims. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. But Um, you're playing the normal one. I'm playing the normal Sims, and I'm going to try and do one of the normal challenges. Great. (laughs) That was Sims Talk on (laughs) DVD Deathmatch. Thanks for joining
0: us. Sims Sims Deathmatch.
1: Do we have any topics at the top?
0: I don't have anything. Do you have anything? I don't think
1: I have anything either. I'm trying to
0: think of, like, any exciting movies I watched this week, but...
1: We started watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, which yeah. is like fine.
0: Yeah, we got through Captain America with the mm-hmm. eight-year-old. She enjoyed it very much.
1: Yeah, and started um, Captain Marvel. She's really loving Captain Marvel. Yeah, which is no shock.
0: I was literally about to say, "Oh, I watched Down to Mr. Ripley again." <laughs> Babe, we did that for the podcast. We did that for that the podcast. We did it
1: together yeah. and we did it for the podcast. Yeah, exactly.
0: Things <laughs> All are going right. great. Things are Should going we great. just get into it? it? Might be a long one anyway, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's, let's get, get going. It.
1: Let's get going. Guys, we watched two movies. Fuck. We
0: did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this week we watched. They
0: said it couldn't be done.
1: i and Here said, we are.
0: They said no one can watch two movies.
1: Defying.
0: They certainly can't talk about it. No.
1: Defying everything. Yeah. Uh, the movies we watched this week are Fame from 1980 and The Talented Mr. Ripley from 1999. So talented. So talented. What it's a just talent. A, <laughs> what? I mean, uh, everyone this week is just so talented. That's true. Uh, let's start with Fame.
0: Let's start with Fame.
1: Like I said, from 1980, directed by Alan Parker. And our IMDb summary is... A chronicle of the lives of several teenagers who attend a New York high school for students gifted in the performing arts.
0: Yes. Sure. That is true.
1: I feel like it's a really great description, honestly, because uh one of my biggest notes for this movie is that it it is a, a chronicle. Like it's almost almost documentary like. Just right. it's not obviously it's not real. Right. But the way that it's shot and yeah. The way that it's written feels documentary adjacent to
0: yeah. me. No, I think that's... I think... So, I I didn't know what this movie was. Yeah. I knew... I had heard the song Fame. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. You're going to live forever. That's as much as I knew. <laughs> like, I didn't know, even know more of the song than that. Um, but I didn't know what this movie was. I did... Going in... I swear I'm going to answer your question and not just ramble about what my experience is. No, I love it. I was just waiting for you to stop talking so I can talk about me. Me. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know what the movie
1: was.
0: (laughs) I didn't know if it was a musical or not. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. And the first 20 minutes start Mm -hmm. and it's the audition stuff. And I was like, oh, this is like the best movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Like, this this is, and, like, this is, it it has that realism that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. which I think is so apt, and I'm talking specifically about the first 20 minutes. Yes. That audition sequence, which goes on for so long and is so great. Yeah. And it's just the way it's put together, the way it's edited, the way it's, like, the way it builds, and I get, like it really establishes the language of the movie in a really exciting way mm-hmm. and like it's so sorry so the movie it takes place at a at the performing arts high school in new york yes and it's just like a bunch of kids and you follow their stories over the four years from audition to graduation mm-hmm. and so in this opening 20 minutes it's so long yeah. for an opening like yeah it truly is it, and it's I mean, I'm saying twenty minutes, it might not be twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, but it um, felt felt about twenty minutes. I agree. But with that.
0: you get glimpses of these kids who you're you're gonna be with and also a ton of other kids. Yeah. So you don't actually know who the characters are yeah. until it like settles in to freshman year mm-hmm. a little while later. But that first twenty minutes, like that documentary style you're talking about, um, Again, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's not like a documentary, right? But it just does such a good job of pro- projecting pro- mm-hmm. of projecting the realism. Realism, exactly. And like, there's so many people in there who are. You know what's interesting? Sorry, I just thought of this. Hmm. Is that how dare you? Usually, I mean, yeah, you, you know, this is a scripted podcast. Yes,
1: yes, clearly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we rehearse. We mm-hmm. script it. We at... are professionals. <laughs> anyway. You know what's interesting is that usually, like, the thing that would lend realism to a movie Mm -hmm. is non-actors. Yeah. But they're all fucking actors, because it's (laughs) theater kids, and it's dancers, and it's musicians, and it's all this stuff, and actors, and so, like, it's almost like, just inherent in the premise, you have a bunch of, like, by having actors in it, Mm -hmm. it lends it... Realism, I look that was gonna be a great point, was it? It was getting there, you know what? I believe you anyway. I do loved that first 20 minutes,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it, and, and and everything about it, just the 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 look and the feel like, not just the the acting that's going on in the I mean, it's chaos, it's fucking chaos, right? That it's and it's it's exactly what. Auditions, especially in the '80s, I feel like would have mm-hmm. been just.
0: You're, chaos. Yeah, you're going between the drama department and the music department and the dance department, and there's kids running back and forth. Yeah. and you're cutting between one teacher and another teacher, and like it's just. Um, like there's a part, and yeah, yeah. There's a
1: part where you're in a room full of a cacophony of instruments. Yeah. all They all have their instruments. They're all playing at the same time, and they're playing different songs.
0: Yes. Practicing for that. their
1: audition. And then the monitor comes in and says, okay, the next group of musicians can go up to this room. And they all get up and grab their instruments and run up the stairs. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. yes. And it was just cool. Like, it, it. Uh, there's no... Uh, universe where I'm gonna going into this where I was like oh there's no universe where I'm gonna care about
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, child performers <laughs> essentially <laughs> and like art school kids yeah. I, as a as an art school kid as a mm-hmm. former art school kid yeah like we do not deserve love. Or (gasps) attention.
1: Come on. Um,
0: But, uh... but all we
1: crave. I know.
0: (laughs) I know. If you go to SUNY, S-U-N-Y... Anyway, okay. Um, (laughs) But it it really... That audition sequence was amazing. And, you know, I mean, I'm joking about having gone to an art college kind of thing. But, like, it really did bring to mind those, like, walking through the halls and you're passing the the dance studio and you're passing like all the musicians and all the film kids are doing this and the mm-hmm. actors are doing this and all that stuff. And that, I mean that extends through the whole movie. That's yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I didn't look up any of the actors like names or anything. Cause well, that's the other thing. There's not, I thought for sure that I was going to see a lot more like, like, faces that I recognized and there weren't a ton. I mean, um, Debbie Allen is in it. Um, which is very fun and very cool and she doesn't have much to do, but then I believe that. So after this film came out, there was a TV show with Debbie Allen and Janet Jackson was in it and a bunch of other people were in it. Mm -hmm. But her, I think I read that her part in the movie got cut down significantly. Oh, why? Um, there was something about, she was supposed to be like a, like a a dancer, she was supposed to be in the dance school okay. and like someone to pit against Coco. Oh. But then it was like, I think the fact that I read was that like she was too good,
0: <laughs> oh, okay. so they
1: made her like a a judge at the auditions okay. instead. I don't. I think maybe I'm I misread that, but I feel like that's what it said. So um, you've got
0: you've got just go through the kids. Let's yeah. us try to remember. There's Coco. There's Coco. There, Who is like the a dancer.
1: Yes. Although and, her whole thing is that she does everything.
0: Right. She does everything. She's a very ambitious, like mm-hmm. very vibrant young she woman. She
1: is going to live forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, she's going to
1: light up the sky like a flame.
0: Yes. There's.
1: People will remember her name.
0: There's Montgomery, who is a red haired, curly haired guy. Yeah. That actor I've seen in a lot of things. Right. He's like a he's like a very Paul McCrane I think is his name. Okay. And he's like I've seen him a lot. I was I recognized him immediately. Yeah. He's a what's his what's his area of expertise? Actor. He's an actor <laughs> and he's gay. Yes. Right. And that and that is handled pretty well. I think. Yeah. That, like that was the closeted you know nature of it and and all that stuff.
1: That's definitely another thing. Like, not to get sidetracked immediately, but I was expecting way more like problematic, cringy shit in this movie no. from the 1980s about arts kids. Right. And there truly wasn't. Like, no, it truly wasn't. wasn't like not even like racial stuff. No, I, it, it, was, it was like it,
0: super diverse. Yeah. So many different kinds of bodies. Yeah. So many different kinds of like, uh, sexualities and stuff you know what i mean like all that stuff like right
1: these, and different kinds of bodies and you kind of go like w- you're waiting for you're bracing for the joke of it yeah. and, the, and in the movie there's no joke
0: no exactly Which as someone
1: who knows the
0: musical well we'll get to the musical yeah
1: we'll get to the musical um, anyway sorry the, there's, the actors
0: there's so there's montgomery mm-hmm. there's uh ralph ralph, ralph garcy yes Uh, Who is like... Raul
1: Garcia is his real name. Yeah, he's
0: covering up the fact that he's Puerto Rican, right? Mm -hmm. And he's um, uh, an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's... The movie really becomes much more about him than anybody else towards the end. Yeah, I'd
1: say that's true. In a way that
0: I uh, find detrimental. (laughs) I did not like that whole plot line. I did not care for it. Yeah. Um, There's uh, Bruno... Who's a musician, musician who likes to use his synths.
1: Yeah. Loved he's Bruno. Like, he's
0: like, the future, man. He writes the song, the titular song, Fame. Mm-hmm. There's Leroy, mm-hmm. who is a black kid who doesn't like school. And he comes to an audition to help someone else. Yeah, as a but, dancer. As a dancer. But they see his talent and they want him to join the school. Yeah, And then he is like... um, in conflict with Anne Mira, who's the teacher. Mm-hmm. Anne Mira is probably the most recognizable actor to me in this, even though I can't think of another movie that she's in, but I know that she's Ben Stiller's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's in a ton of movies. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And let's see. Then there's what's Lisa is the girl, mm-hmm. right? Am I right?
1: Lisa. Oh, God, I don't remember.
0: No, Lisa's a different girl.
1: Lisa's the one who gets kicked out, right? The dancer who gets kicked out. Who gets kicked out? the dancer. And then you think she's going to jump in front of the train?
0: Oh, right, her. That was good. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Doris.
1: Doris. Right. Doris. Yeah. And Doris. then so then there's Doris who is an actor. Right. And has like a very overbearing Jewish mother and Right goes in kind of meek and mild and then really finds a passion for acting and is is right get gets into it yeah
0: exactly so those are all like the main kids mm-hmm. and you just follow them out throughout the you kind of get like tangentially that thing that the opening does sorry I keep talking about the opening mm-hmm. that thing that the opening does where like it introduces you to characters and you don't realize you're being introduced to them yeah because there's so much going on, but you mm-hmm. just slowly pick up on things. Yeah. Is, like, one of my favorite things in movies. Where you, like, realize later, like, oh, that was setting up this entire character. And I didn't quite realize that this was going to be the journey. Right. I think going in blind to this movie was, like, good for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Well, and, you know, I have seen this movie before. It's not one that I watch a lot. It's pro- We probably own it because... Um, as a theater person, it's one of the ones that like should be in your collection. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But like I'm pretty sure I like got it and watched it and didn't watch it again. Yeah. You know? Like You're not it's not watching fame. No, it's not a favorite of mine. I so the thing that's so funny about that, because I do, I think that's true that like as a theater person, that's one of those ones where it's like, well, you should, you have, you have a copy of Fame. You've seen Fame, right? Yeah. The musical is completely different. So the musical takes place in a world that exists after the movie has come out. Because I think that was a thing is that the movie came out in the 80s and then there was this influx of people who... Uh, Wanted to go to the performing arts high school in New York, which right. is LaGuardia? LaGuardia?
0: I don't know. I mean, LaGuardia is how you say that, but I don't know if it's. Is, I know. That, is it LaGuardia?
1: I, there's a high school in New York that is a public high school that's a performing arts high school okay, and that this is based
0: on. Okay, got
1: it. Um, so there was like an influx of people who wanted after the movie happened yeah. because they were like, oh, I want to be famous, so I'm going to go to the performing arts high school. Um, so the musical exists in a world where the movie exists, right? Weird. In the real world, Weird. Um, and it it has a lot of the same characters. For example, the girl who sings Fame in the musical, her name is Carmen, not Coco. Okay, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's so. Like it's that, like it's the same thing, but it the yeah. Force
0: Awakens. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Sure. Um, <laughs> but this is not a musical.
0: No, it's not. I thought it was gonna be a musical and yeah. it's not. Although so there's the there's a couple of musical numbers, I would say. There's the lunchroom scene. Yeah. Which strains credibility of like just a jam sesh. I know. But quick sidebar,
1: they do a song called Hot Lunch in the lunchroom scene. That's what the song is called. Okay. The movie was originally called Hot Lunch, and then someone, the director, the producer, someone, was walking down the street and walked past a a, a porn film theater and there was a porn called hot lunch so they changed the name
0: hot lunch is a terrible name for this movie it should not have been called. exactly i don't think fame is much better but like hot lunch hot is lunch is good. bad it, yeah i don't what's a good title for it i don't know
1: i mean fame is fine i it's think
0: fine but i think like, it's fine but like it's not. no i
1: actually you know what i disagree with you i think fame is the perfect title
0: great well, we'll talk about this later. Off the pod. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, that sequence is really fun to watch, though. I mean, it's great. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, and they're then all there's... in the...
1: Sorry, sorry. Just... No, no. We didn't explain what it was because I cut you off.
0: That's
1: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they're all in the lunchroom, and... It's just another one of those cacophonous scenes yeah. where it's just like everyone's playing a different instrument. They're playing the same song, but everyone's playing. There's like two pianos. The dancers are dancing on top of the piano. The actors are like doing funny faces. I don't know. It's the like... Way, a,
0: <laughs> the way this captures those frenetic, crazy moments is really amazing, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, that sequence was really fun. I love that. Mm-hmm. Then there's the sequence with the titular song, mm-hmm. Bruno, his taxi driver father pulls up and plays the tape yeah. of the song fame that Bruno and Coco have put together mm-hmm. outside the high school. And then everybody runs out and dances in the middle of 46th street. Yeah. And then the dad gets into a fight and it's just like the same, that same thing, a frenetic, crazy fight or not fight dance stuff. Yeah. Um, is there another one that I'm forgetting?
1: There's the their senior show.
0: Oh, what is it called? Like, R- Rise to Yourself or something? Yeah,
1: something corny. <laughs> I don't remember what it is. It is
0: it's... Uh, but it's like
1: the mu- musicians are the orchestra, and the singers yeah, and actors yeah, yeah. are singing and acting, and the dancers are doing their contemporary dance. It's the whole thing.
0: There's just such an energy to this movie that I was not expecting. I thought it was going to be way cornier. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... Gonna, and I haven't seen any of these movies I'm about to say. Yeah. So this is completely unfair. Mm-hmm. But I thought, it was gonna, I thought it was like, oh, you have fame, footloose... Flashdance, and Dirty Dancing as, like, the four movies I have never seen. (laughs) Not for any reason, just never got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one I was pleasantly surprised by in terms of just, like, oh, yeah, this is really fun and and cool. Now, I have problems with it.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. Um, I... (laughs) I wrote, is this the most depressing movie ever? Well, yeah, because you, you, so, and, and this is why I feel like fame is an apt title for it. So you've got the character of Coco who is active, who actively says out loud, I want to be famous and I don't care how that happens. Right. I study everything. I do everything because I want to be famous. I want people to remember my name. (laughs) Um, yeah. uh, And it is, ultimately her downfall. Um, but all of these kids are, are looking for that in one way or another. you yeah. got Ralph who realizes, who not realizes, but he, he wants to be a comedian. He wants to be like,
0: Oh, I forgot his name. Richard Belzer. <laughs> no. Oh, Freddie, Richard,
1: Prince? Fr- Freddie Prince. Thank yeah, you.
0: Richard Belzer is in the movie. In the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they go to catch a rising star, which yeah. is like the club from the eighties or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, so they're all seeking this thing, and it's and and they're all they all go to this performing arts high school, but it's uh, it is ultimately about how all of them fail miserably.
0: essentially, yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, and it's that. So uh, Doris, when she's a freshman, she's obsessed with Michael. Or yeah. who's like the star kid at the school yeah the star actor. and he's a senior and he's not going to college because he's already got auditions lined up in hollywood mm-hmm. and then he shows up when she's a senior as a waiter mm-hmm. and it's like that scene is great it's so good yeah um and full like i don't know what i don't know why, why i i like Fully unexpected to me mm-hmm. that the movie would have this, like, jaded view of everything. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Right. Because I, I was expecting, like, live your dreams and <laughs> it's glee time. Well, you're and... expecting a musical. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, oh, no, this is fully jaded. And I will say,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I said this to you when the movie wrapped up, too, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, like, it's too jaded. <laughs> it's, like, way too jaded for me. Yeah. Like... The character I liked the most was Coco. Yeah. And then the last time you see Coco, or at least the last, like... Before the senior showcase. Right. Okay, so the last, like, part of her arc mm-hmm. is that she, like, essentially goes to what winds up being a porn audition.
1: Yeah, she gets kind of scammed. scammed. Someone comes up to her in a cafe and says, are you an actress? Right.
0: And, like, so the I'm last... gonna come
1: take your pictures, like, right come to my apartment. Right. Yeah.
0: And she goes, wide-eyed. Yeah. yeah. And the last time you see her not at the senior showcase where everybody is, she's topless, fully topless. Like, they, the actress takes her top off mm-hmm. and sobbing.
1: Yeah, in front of a camera. In front and of a camera. With, with a, the guy behind the camera saying, like, I thought you wanted to be famous. I thought you One were professional. One of the more
0: disturbing things I've Ooh, seen in a movie, like, in a while. Yeah. And I, I was like
1: what the fuck? Man? Yeah. Well, <laughs> then, well, yeah. And then there's another,
0: I li- like, like it was the character I liked.
1: <laughs> I know. And then there's another, there's a, there's a dancer who comes, who actually comes and joins the school in this their sophomore year and is a rivalry for Coco.
0: Yeah. She's like French. Is she French?
1: I, I don't Hard know. to tell. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Hard to tell. Um, But, so she's a dancer and she's, she's good. She's better than Coco and is like, stealing Leroy
0: away from Coco and like, that was all pretty corny. Yeah, it
1: was silly. Um, but then she gets pregnant and it's just this, it's, it's uh, spoiler alert, obviously for fame, but, uh, (laughs) it's this really beautiful scene. I think it's so well done because you've seen this girl's house. She, her parents are super rich. She has it all. Um, mixed in with these kids who are a little bit more underprivileged or whatever. And she brings Leroy home because she's conquered Leroy and brings him home. And then the next time you see her, she's sitting in a chair in a hallway monologuing about her plans. I, I'm i supposed to go like this, this ballet company already wants me. I'm going to go with them instead of doing uh, ABT American Ballet Theater because everyone will think I just bought my way into there I don't even care about being in the core like I just want to dance blah 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 blah, and just monologue, monologue, monologuing and then she says and there's no room for a baby in that plan and she's crying and then you look and then it moves over and she's at a doctor's office she's about to get an abortion yeah. and it's just and that's it that's the end of the scene is they cut over to the receptionist kind of going like who are you talking to? Yeah, and that's the end of the scene. There's no, and it's just like again how we were talking about one. Well, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, and two, um, there's no comment on what that means or like. There's it's not problematic in any way. Right in the eighties. Yeah, it's
0: just in nineteen eighty. Like yeah, yeah it's like, just like
1: statement of fact. Like it's just
0: yeah. Very, it's
1: very interesting. Right.
0: Well, and also, and I think the uh, the Montgomery being gay, like it's the same thing. It's just like yeah. statement of fact. Like he's he's not stating it as a fact because he's so he's had to deal with so much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like it is just a statement of fact. Like like you're gay, right? Man. Um, and like Ralph makes fun of him, but that's because Ralph is an asshole, right? Right, and exactly. not even and, and not... Ralph doesn't
1: even make fun of him in a way that's like. Like he doesn't call him the f word or no yeah or anything like that. It's 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 really interesting. It's to watch. very modern in yeah. a way
0: that I think I was not expecting at all. Yeah, and I there's also uh, speaking of like just dark shit. Mm. Dark the movies very dark. Yeah, Ralph's sister gets like molested at Ralph's one point. like
1: six year old sister. Ra- he's he's like hooking up with Doris and not home taking care of his sister. And she wanders out of the apartment and gets molested by a drug dealer. Right. And there's this whole thing where, like, they're at a church and they're, like, praying. And he's oh, yeah. saying she needs a doctor. She doesn't need the church. I I didn't quite understand that other than just, like, they don't have money to take her to the doctor, or well, they there's... think that that it's better to take her to the church or Yeah,
0: I mean that part I mean that I was also not a fan of Ralph yeah. in general. So yeah, like yeah. so like that part I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But uh but yeah it was it was like it was also they were being coy about what happened, I guess. A little bit. So it's tough to know what that meant. Yeah. Um there's yeah, it's it's a very strange, weird, like modern movie. Way weirder than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, for what my like, just sense of the movie fame was. Yeah. Um, very dark. Very, very dark. dark. Yeah. I was yeah. so upset at the end. I was <laughs> you so really upset were. when the credits started rolling. I was like, How are you gonna do Coco like that? How are
1: you gonna do Coco like that? But that's the again. That's part of like the realness of it. It's, yeah. You know, like you said, wide eyed. She. You know, you hear that story all the time of. You know, even I mean, even today, you look on backstage at auditions, the the website, backstage, and it says, like there are certain. So anyone can submit an audition to the site. But then they vet most of them to make sure that they're actual auditions. The ones that haven't been vetted yet, there's a warning on it that says like you can apply to this, but we have we not have no idea. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it. You know that still happens today. There, people are preying on young people. Yeah.
0: Imagine it. Yeah. I wrote down. I'm looking at my notes. I wrote down Coco crying topless dash. No thanks. <laughs> and then I wrote that's the end of Coco? Question mark. Yeah. Poor very Cocoa. upset for Coco. Yeah. So we're talking about how non-problematic the movie is surprisingly.
1: Mhm.
0: There's one moment where I was like, "Oh, brother." Oh, what was it? So we're at Catch a Rising Star with Ralph and Doris and uh-huh. they're yelling at each other. They're fully yelling at each other while a oh, comic yeah. is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the comic is Richard Belzer.
1: Yeah. And
0: in the background you hear his routine and it's legitimately black people talk like this. Yes! White people talk like this. Yeah! Can you imagine it? It's yeah, so Yeah, that
1: funny. is yeah, that's true. There is that one it part. It was
0: so funny cuz they I were clearly, about like, it. they were clearly just like oh this is comedy man we're going yeah. and like richard belzer's clearly like doing what his actual act is like, right they they they're so focused on I mean, I think both, both these movies that we're talking about today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are so focused on, like, shooting on location.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, being on location and feeling real. Yeah. Feeling real? Real.
1: Welcome to puberty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This is puberty,
1: deathmatch.
0: <laughs> uh, I lose. Um, so, that's that's a that's a thing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, you know, it's fine. Um,
1: there are lots of... Um, Cute extras, just to talk about the disc itself. Oh, I thought you meant in the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. That's one way to rate a movie. Those I guess
1: extras were so cute. Let's uh, they, talk to Central Casting. They, they did a wonderful were job. Cute. Adorable. Lots of cutie
0: patooties in the background. <laughs> I was distracted by how adorable they all were.
1: Adorbs. No. On the disc,
0: <laughs> there are a lot of cute
1: extras, yeah. like behind the scenes and and stuff like that. Yeah. That are and the note that I made was a lot of cute, cute extras that are probably lost. Like you're not that's not something I think that you would easily find like on YouTube or something. True, you know what I mean. True. Um,
0: um, I and will. It, and oh, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Please. Um, and I thought it looked really good. It did look really good. It did look really good. Yeah. And, it, and it, there's so much like, uh, just continuing on the on-location portion of it, there's just so much um, stuff on the street, late 70s New York City stuff that I think is, like, interesting. I mean, we're going to talk about the same exact thing for Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. But, like, even if, you know, Coco and and Bruno or whoever are walking through Times Square, Mm -hmm. and just even just look at the marquees and the signs and all that stuff is just so interesting Mm -hmm. and fascinating and just as a piece of, like, footage yeah. and as a you know travelogue or whatever which is not it's not a travelogue because i guess we live here but like
1: no it, but yeah but, uh, yeah i think you, yeah
0: but it's uh great in that way too like that both these movies are so focused on
1: location location
0: and being real yeah. and all that stuff so i yeah. think that's great i will also say real mm-hmm. quick very refreshing that the leroy uh, teacher plotline and Mira, the teacher, mm-hmm. they just fucking hate each other, mm-hmm. and they just scream at each other the entire movie. <laughs> and there's no dangerous minds happening. No. There's no like, oh, this white woman is gonna teach him how to be like a person in the world or whatever. Yeah, they just fucking hate each other the entire movie. <laughs> and there's like one scene in the very end, yeah, where he like sits next to her on a bench, right, and it's like maybe they're okay. But I was very refreshed. I expe- I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Right. She's yeah. gonna teach him Chaucer or whatever. Right,
1: exactly. And she's uh, gonna blindside him. Um Yeah,
0: exactly. And they just fucking hate each other. Right.
1: And and, and yeah, that scene that you're talking about is is beautiful too. And yeah. and just loops right back in with the whole like fame thing. These kids are just yeah. They just wanna be famous. They yeah. just wanna succeed.
0: Um she just loses her mind at him yeah. so often where she's like, Fuck you, get out of my <laughs> class, like, I fucking hate you. And it was very refreshing.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, fame. An interesting movie all v- around.
0: Way more interesting than I expected. Yeah. I have to say. I enjoyed it, I had a good time. Yeah. I liked it. I thought the first twenty minutes were like the best movie I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Then it gets into other things.
1: Right, and then it loses itself <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's just like,
0: it's its so bleak.
1: Yeah, it is. And
0: that's fine. The next movie we're going to talk about is also very bleak. Real bleak.
1: bleak. So, oh, God. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, is it available? Fame, anywhere.
0: It is uh, available on a service I've never seen before called Hoopla.
1: A new service?
0: Hoopla. Hoopla? Hoopla. Which I think, because I, I, clicked, I clicked on it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think it's, like, a service for libraries. Like, I think oh. I could, like, I, when I clicked on it, it was like, oh, your local library is providing fame to you. Would you like to borrow it?
1: Oh. So, I think
0: that that's how it exists. Okay. All um, right. On streaming. And then, obviously, you can, like, buy it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, All great. right.
1: What's the connection?
0: All right. The aforementioned Anmira. Mm-hmm. Is in fame. She, she sure is. She's a teacher. Philip Baker Hall mm-hmm. shows up in the last, like, ten minutes of Talented Mr. Ripley. Plays a detective.
1: Oh, right!
0: Um, he's uh, incredible actor. Yes. They are both together in the 1995 film Kiss of Death, starring David Caruso, Nicolas Cage, and Samuel L. Jackson, I have not seen this movie. (laughs) It does not look good. Um, uh, But I might watch it. But anyway, they are both in that movie. I love it. That's the connection. Is it the most interesting connection we've ever had? No, (laughs) it's not. But look. But hard
1: to connect that fame movie. Like I said, there's not a ton of people in it. Am I right? Yeah. So well done.
0: Great. Our next movie, The Talented Mr. Ripley from from 1999 Directed by Anthony Minghella, I am to be summary. In late nineteen fifties New York, Tom Ripley, a young underachiever, is sent to Italy to retrieve Dickie Greenleaf, a rich and spoiled millionaire playboy. But when the errand fails, Ripley takes extreme measures. This is that not is good. That is a terrible Not good. For this not movie. what it's about.
1: Starting with a young underachiever. Yeah, underachiever. He's definitely
0: not an underachiever. He's no. the opposite of that.
1: Okay. Um, so... It's like,
0: it's like this is so focused on the errand of getting him to return home. Yeah. That's, and then then he takes extreme measures. No. What? No. Anyway.
1: Anywho's. Uh, you've got Matt Damon. You've got Jude Law. You've got the Paltrow. Yeah. You've got Kate Blanchett. Yeah. You've got what's his name?
0: Philip Baker Hall.
1: <laughs> Philip
0: Baker Hall. <laughs> you've got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow, both Phillips. A deathmatch fave. Both of those Phillips are also in Boogie Nights. Both of those Phillips are also in Hard Eight. All right. Three named Phillips. Sometimes this podcast is just about me proving that I know things. (laughs) Just facts. That I've seen a lot of movies. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry. Also, you've got... I want to give a shout out at the top of this Talented Mr. Ripley thing, an actor we've talked about before on the podcast who I love... And who I feel like doesn't get enough attention, mm-hmm. James Rebhorn, Is who the plays dad? Dickie Greenleaf's father. Yeah. He's in Independence Day. You know him from <laughs> The Game, one of my favorite movies. The uh-huh. Game. Uh, he's in uh, The Box, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. I think he's so good. <laughs> I think he does such a good job in this movie. Yeah. Just want to let's cap it off. Cap it off. No, that's the end of something. Yeah. Top it. Top it on start pouring
1: start pour top it on <laughs> we're going
0: we're going to get it going with a little shout out to James Rebhorn I who love I love that. James Rebhive forever
1: He seems like a like a real working actor Yeah
0: exactly I mean he's dead now but yes
1: Okay <laughs> he seems like he was a real working actor Yes
0: he definitely was RIP my brother RIP James um, Rebhorn
1: Okay <laughs> <laughs> Point is Star-studded cast,
0: star-studded cast, great of, cast, uh,
1: star-studded young cast. There, it's all you know, nineteen ninety-nine. So, oof,
0: in their prime,
1: in their prime.
0: I mean, the point of the movie is that they look like golden gods. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and they do.
1: Um, so it takes place mostly in Italy. Yeah, there's a bit in the beginning where they're in New York, but uh mostly in Italy. Uh, which is what we were talking about. You were talking about it's a real travelogue. Is that the word that you used?
0: That was the word I was using, yeah. It's shot on location in Mm -hmm. Rome. I don't know if it was actually shot in a town called Mangiavello, but that's the town they're in. Mm -hmm. But it's the southern coast of Italy. Yeah. And... Rome and Naples and Venice and like all these places just beautiful just glorious
1: like it is is the most cliche place you can say that you want to visit Italy yes but this movie makes me want to go to Italy oh my god Um, looks so
0: good um so yeah so it's it's photographed beautifully sorry yeah
1: it's incredible it's shot incredibly I have so many notes about shots that I was just like oh my god um, which is really lovely because I've seen this film so many times. Me too. Um, and I was still discovering stuff about yeah. it um, with this this particular rewatch, which was really lovely. Um, so it starts, it's one of those things where it start begins at the end, and then you oh, kind yeah. of go back. Yeah. It, for a tiny second, we're at the end, yeah. but then it goes back. Um, and we start, Matt Damon plays Thomas Ripley, and he is... Playing piano at like a party. Yeah. And uh, is wearing a jacket. And then it's Dickie Greenleaf's dad. And he says, That was lovely. Oh, my son went to Princeton. <laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And basically, right off the bat, Tom Ripley is lying. Right. Because he's he's borrowed this jacket yeah. and he's replaced – so there's a – a, he's playing the piano and a woman is singing. And the woman's fiance was supposed to play the piano but broke his arm so Tom Ripley was covering for him last right.
0: minute. Right, right.
1: Um, so right off the bat.
0: But Tom goes with it. They, yeah. They think he's from Princeton or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah,
1: just immediately. And it's it's so funny because – We all know that feeling where someone assumes something about you and you just go, yeah.
0: No, that's the thing. I I mean, I've realized recently, I, not recently, but I realized, and I think I've talked about it before Mm -hmm. when we did Catch Me If You Can, Mm -hmm. but my favorite stories, my favorite thing in the world is like a liar Mm -hmm. who is watching it all unravel around them. Yeah. And this is the movie. This is it. Yeah. This is that. Yeah. This movie, Election. Oh, yeah. Um. It's why I loved uh, Bad Education so much. Mm. Um, I Love You, Philip Morris is a good one. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these are like closeted men also, and that's (laughs) part of the lie. Yeah. So I guess there's something like maybe problematic about like if you're closeted, you're a murderer or a fraudster or whatever. (laughs) But I don't. Want to think about that because I yeah. like the movie so much. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but anyway, I uh, oh, and also the, the other one that has nothing to do with being closeted, mm-hmm. but is Matt Damon is the informant. Yeah, and the talented Mr. Ripley and the informant are like what a double feature. Yeah, of him just being a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, and it ruining his life, and you watch a man unravel. And I think both of the I love both of these In movies very so ways. much, and they're so different. And Matt Damon is. Completely different incredible. in both of them.
1: Yeah, he's so good. And he's good. so good. Um, so, so he's at this party. He's mistaken Sorry. for for a, a, a Princeton man. He lies and says he did go there, and he does know this man's son, Dickie Greenleaf. And then um, it's like a couple days later, this guy is like, hey – Uh, I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars. You go to Italy and get my son to come home, Mm -hmm. which I checked it takes place in the fifties. So a thousand dollars in the fifties now would be $10,000. Okay.
0: Pretty good. So yeah. Um, that is kind of what you would have to pay someone now, I think, to like like, go to Europe and like do a weird job. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah. So he says, yeah, I'm going to do that. And he goes to Italy, and he meets up with Dickie, who is played by Jude Law, um, and Dickie's girlfriend, who is named Marge. Marge. I was like, wow.
0: Marge Sherwood.
1: Marge Sherwood, played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, anyway, the point is, he goes, he kind of falls in love with Dickie. Yeah. And, and, and Dickie sucks him in. This is another... I, I feel like this is part of why... I love this movie so much is because in a weird way, it's super relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Like that person, again, just like everyone has told that, that white lie where someone assumed something about you and you just went with it. Yes. Everyone knows that person. And I think Marge even has a line about it in the film.
0: Yes. That line is iconic Yes, he says when he's when he's, I, I I don't have it in front of me, but when he's looking at you, it's like the sun shining on you when he's, you know, that line. Yes, exactly. And the, yeah, it's like the sun shining on you. And then when he's done with you and the sun turns away, it's very cold. Yes. And, and it's like
1: that person who just burns super brightly and is is uh, is not a good person, <laughs> but is just so exciting and so go, go, go. And you just get sucked in.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly it. Sorry. I saw on a review on Letterboxd, someone pointed out
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that when Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck got divorced, uh-huh. Jennifer Garner said about Ben Affleck, when his sun shines on you, you feel it. But when the sun is shining elsewhere, it's cold. <gasps> Which is a line like almost exactly from Talented Mr. Ripley.
1: Yeah, I mean like that feels like a pretty com- like I said it's a common
0: yes it is thing. But anyway, sorry. I thought that was interesting. You know but what?
1: It- you know what? Jennifer Garner won that one. I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's that's the side I'm coming down on. That's
0: Batman you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. He's Batman. Sure. Um.
0: <laughs> um, no, but I think that that's. I mean, I I can think of uh, several people in my life mm-hmm. where when the sun shines on you, it is
1: amazing, amazing, Incredible. and then when it yeah. doesn't,
0: it's cold, and yes. that is just the most relatable feeling in the world. Yeah. We don't murder people, no, though, about no, it. No,
1: no, yeah. <laughs> Tom Ripley does take it too far. Although, I, I mean, oh, and obviously, guys, I keep meaning to say this beforehand, but uh, if you haven't seen The Talented Mr. Ripley, what are you doing with your life? Please go watch Talented Mr. Ripley. It's
0: so and, good. And,
1: and then come back and listen to this, because we are going to talk about it and spoil a lot of stuff, but it is it is go watch it go watch it i said we were gonna make the list of like here are the films you need to watch here and we're gonna do it ripley is at the top of you need to watch this if you haven't watched it
0: it's like not i mean this is i don't know if i'm making this up i might be Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's like a fashionable movie to like because it's like maybe very i mean i think a lot of like people don't like matt damon (laughs) which I think is fine. It's so weird to me. Well, I think, I, re- I really think a lot of people don't like him, but...
1: I mean, I don't like him. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't uh, seem great, but as an actor...
0: Yeah, a- anyway, anyway. All I'm saying is that he, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't feel like the most fashionable movie to like, but it's so good mm-hmm. and so well made, and Anthony Mingela does such a good, I mean, he does a very good job. Good Minghella. job. Um... Anyway, no, but it is. So it is beautifully
1: good. shot, a 10 is out beautifully 10 written, beautifully acted. It is you ha- see. Watch it. Okay. Watch it, watch it. Watch it. Anyway, so yeah, so so <laughs> things get out of hand. Extreme measures are taken, um, but but yeah, like you said, it's just this man lying and lying and lying and lying and lying. Right. And the thing that's that's He's funny. He's a monster. He's a monster. Yes. The thing that's funny is that he. So the point where he, because he, I'm so reticent to say it because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But uh, you've been warned. Yeah, you've been warned. You've been warned. We're going
0: to talk about the movie. Um, it's also been out for 22 years. I like. know.
1: I know. Um, when he murders Dickie. What? <gasps> <laughs> um, uh. First of all, it's this incredible scene because you're up until that point, there's no like notion that this is a horror film. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're unsettled the whole time. I feel like yeah, because he's lying and you know it's a movie, so he's going to get caught in his lie, but you're not aware. And then this scene happens and it is bloody and gory and terrifying. And just like, what? Um, And all of a sudden you're in a horror film for a scene.
0: Yeah, but he, you said you said the thing about how, like, oh, he's lying the whole time. But one thing that struck me watching it this time is that he immediately gives up the game when he gets... So he is tasked with going to bring Dickie back. Mm-hmm. He gets to Italy. He pretends to have just run into Dickie. Right. And then about two scenes later, he says, like, your father sent me here. Yeah. To bring you back. And that engenders so much trust because it's like, oh now you've given up the lie that you had. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I have kind of, that just struck me this time, how quickly he gives up the, like, that lie. Mm -hmm. Because the most much more important lie to him is like, I'm like you, I'm cool enough to hang out with you. Yeah. Uh, Please love me. Yeah. You know, and please, and like, also there, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but like, uh, Tom is gay and Mm -hmm. closeted. Yeah, And is like, in love with Dickie. I mean, you, you, we did talk about this. You said he's in love with Dickie. Yeah. But he, um, but that's like a huge other part of this mm-hmm. that I remember being much more subtle when I saw it before. Yeah, no. But it's not I, subtle at all. At all. Not like, even subtle. Not even slightly. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And I've read the books. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm, I really like, I love this movie so much that I went and read like the Ripley books mm-hmm. and um, they're great. He's not, it's not, it's not in the books, really. Really? Well, I mean, there's hints, but it's not anywhere close to how, like, this is, this was a decision they made in the movie. Yeah. To, like, really bring it out. And I, I don't disagree with it, but, like, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, well, and I think there's something there to be said, too. Uh, I am not denying that in this movie he is portrayed as a homosexual. He absolutely is. But, um... There's that thing when you get with that person that's just so magnetic, yeah, that it it dances on that line of, do I want to be your friend or do I want to be your lover?
0: yeah, totally and
1: and whether no yeah, matter what your sexuality yeah, yeah, right exactly yeah and and it it I think it plays really beautifully with that, also, he is gay, but uh, so that's i that's interesting that in the books it doesn't say that and but I because I understand how translating a book like that to a film, they would make that decision and that yeah. the decision would be true to the
0: character. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it maybe more problematic, but, but more interesting. Like,
1: yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: I could see how if you're, I, I don't know this and, and please correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. and please cut it out if it's problematic. To mm-hmm. say. But I think I could see how, if you're gay, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you can just say it. It's okay.
0: But I can see how if you're gay, watching, like, the the pathologized, like, closet case who murders people mm-hmm. can be, uh, could be not ideal. Not
1: ideal. Yeah, not absolutely. Great. Absolutely. But,
0: uh, but hey, wh- what can I say? I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it.
1: Um, but what I was going to say, we got so sidetracked, but just very quickly going back to, to when he murders Dickie.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I, I took us off track. Um. Something that I found really that I find really interesting about that scene is that he is that he doesn't murder him because his lies are discovered. Yeah, he murders him because Dicky is like, "I'm done with you. Right, you're, you're weird. Yeah, you're weird, bro.
0: You're not coming to Cortina or whatever. Right, and like, like we're
1: done. Whatever this was. Yeah, I've used you. I've gotten out of you what I need, and yeah. we are, we're done. And that pushes him over the edge. Yeah. Um, And it's this, both of them do an incredible job.
0: Yeah. Well, Jude Law uh, is so good. Jude Law is so good. I mean, Matt Damon is great in this. And I, like, but Jude Law is like, and it's, I mean, Jude Law is very good. He's also perfectly cast. Mm -hmm. Just one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Right. At the moment they are their most beautiful. Right. Like, just. Just very charismatic. And so charismatic. Oozing charisma. I could Fuck this icebox. I love it so much. Yes. Oh, my line? God. That's the
1: best line. Well, no. No.
0: The best line is. Okay. Yeah. Tommy has the peeping.
1: <laughs>
0: has the peeping, Tommy. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get
1: there. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just so perfectly cast. But um, And the thing, the thing that Matt Damon does in that scene and throughout the rest of the movie, I think... He's so good with the vulnerability of just wanting to belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're literally rooting for the murderer.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And uh that final scene, yeah. he has to do something really hard and it's very upsetting and i'm upset every time i watch it every time that scene starts that final scene starts i think i said it this time i was like no yeah. cuz it's 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 literally that one of those things where i'm hoping it'll be different this time right um, but i'm and so, it's
0: heartbreaking i'm so glad it's not yeah like, oh yeah yeah like i'm so glad like I think about this all the time with Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. because, and I don't need every show or movie or everything to be a morality play where the bad guy gets his and all that, Mm -hmm. but like the movie knows what a monster he is. Yeah. And I think that that's important. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like Breaking Bad for me, I love Breaking Bad so much. And then there's there's just the thing at the end where it kind of like... They're kind of they're a little bit like, isn't it cool that he was kind of a meth dealer? Like, like <laughs> isn't it it's cool? cool though, isn't guys. it cool? Like even yeah, like yes, he he gets come but does he really mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah and like I this has none of none that of for that. me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh he's a fucking monster and he's gonna leave a trail of bodies in his wake forever and he's a and he deserves to. Yeah. Um let's talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Please the God. So he shows up like halfway
1: through the movie. Yeah. Um, what as, an entrance. As as a as a counterpoint to Dickie's character. Fred Fred? Freddie? Freddie Miles. Yeah, Freddie Miles.
0: I'm like, you I'm like, how do you not know these names as if they're like Fred like and I, I don't know why, like Marge Sherwood, Freddie yeah. Miles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the hell?
1: Um so he shows up, he's 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 partner in crime to Dickie. He is the same kind of sun-shooting
0: star-ish. Mm-hmm. In a different way. But
1: he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He, his entrance. Uh,
0: he pulls up in a red convertible <laughs> and like puts his arms up and then co- gets hops out of the car and looks at a woman who passes by and says to Dickie, like, don't you want to fuck every woman you see just once? Just and then, like, once.
1: And just like the, the thing that, Explodes my brain every time I watch it is thinking about that his entrance into this film and comparing it to his entrance into boogie nights. Yes. And it's just like, how is that the same human? Yes. How? Yes. How? Yes. I'm so sad. He's dead. I
0: know. <laughs> I know. Um, and he's at the, like, he's, he's so uh, good.
1: He's so good. He's so good. Um, And so yeah, so he has the same kind of charisma. I know.
0: (laughs) We both have tears in our eyes right now. Just FYI, so that's cool. That's good. Just thinking about Philip Seymour Hoffman (laughs) and how talented he is. We're both
1: crying. Crying. Great. Awesome. Um, Very
0: normal. Very cool. So
1: yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman is incredible.
0: Very campy performance. Very
1: campy, but just like so. So perfect. Yep. And he is he is part of the unraveling of all of Ripley's lies. Yeah,
0: he knows that he's a liar. He mm-hmm. knows that he once... immediately
1: is like, what the fuck's up with this guy? Right,
0: exactly. I do not like him. Yeah. Once Dickie disappears, he knows something's up, something's mm-hmm. fishy.
1: Yeah. Um we have not talked about Kate Blanchett at all in yeah. this film, and she she's got a smaller role, but she's another one of those actors yep. that I'm just like, how? How, how are you so perfect? What, ha, what? You're a unicorn. She is brilliant in this. as You like, never,
0: oh, sorry. I no, go ahead. You never see Cate Blanchett um, play someone who, like, lacks confidence. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, she totally, she's like, she's like a, uh, she needs, uh, you know, attention and love. And she, lo- and she mm-hmm. really is fallen for Tom and.
1: Tom, who she thinks is Dickie.
0: Right, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And But just to see her play someone who's, like, weak and mm-hmm. doesn't have a ton... And is, like, uh what's the word? Like, lacks confidence. Yeah.
1: But even in the, like, lacking confidence, there's still so much confidence in a weird way. Because yeah, I agree I with you, you. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like, it is very interesting to watch her play this character that's, like, she's... <laughs> For lack, of, this is horrible, but she's one of those girls who her entire life is about getting a partner, yeah, and she she also comes from a rich family. So she's like, "This is my perfect match. I'm going to chase him, But she's very dignified in doing it. Maybe that's what it is is that she's dignified. So yeah. there's no it's not pathetic, right. But it is i I need you to complete me.
0: yeah.
1: and, like, please complete me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's not yeah. complete in and of herself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I There's this weird thing where, I mean, I don't... I, I feel like people really hate her.
0: Yeah, I don't hate her. And
1: I don't hate her. No. Um, I think it's good that she plays this part because I hate the character so <laughs> much.
0: You hate Marge?
1: I really do. I I think and I think it comes from a place of um Oh god. This this is not gonna Okay. I really dislike this character a lot because I just I want her to be stronger. Yeah. Because Dickie is cheating on her the entire time. And then he disappears and instead of being like he disappears and the explanation that she's given is that he ran off with a girl. Like yeah. he he proposes to her and then runs off. Right. Um and for to and like I get it, she's in love with him and yeah. and the son and blah blah blah. But I just I want that character to be better. And then and then she comes in and she's fucking with Ripley like almost getting caught for stuff yeah so there's it's a weird it's an interesting character because I truly do hate this character
0: <laughs> I I, <laughs> I,
1: like, I like I like
0: her I don't have any I don't have any of those problems with her but I uh, like
1: not like you know what I mean by I hate the character though right yeah like not, not like her
0: performance is great yeah yeah, yeah I know like I know,
1: I know it's a, it's it's what it should be but I'm also just yeah. like get out of I here I feel for Marge <laughs> I like Marge mm, I don't know I don't know
0: I like it. I. Yeah. I. I. I think she's. Uh, she. She. Uh, she has a head on her shoulders in a way that I think that.
1: Maybe that's it though. She does have a head on her shoulders. Why are you following this douchebag then? Because he's Jude Law. I mean.
0: The dick is good. But you're
1: in Italy. You're trying to tell me you can't find another Jude Law esque guy.
0: I don't. I think the whole point of the movie is that Jude uh, Law is, is fine. Um.
1: I have two more things.
0: Great. Go for it.
1: Okay. One, on the subject of this movie is fucking incredibly shot, there are two scenes that this time I was like, holy shit. One was the bathtub chest scene. It is perfection, mm-hmm. the way it is shot. And I'm not just saying that, because you get a tiny glimpse of an overhead view of Jude Law's penis. I'm not... That's not why. It is... It's not the only reason why. Right. It is incredibly shot. There's a reflection thing that happens. Just the close-ups on Matt Damon and Jude Law, on the chess set—like it is beautiful, gorgeous—the whole scene, mm-hmm. and it just it it hammers home and sets up the whole um, Ripley being a homosexual and being into Dicky. Right. Um, the other scene where I was like, "Oh shit!" So things snowball and get out of hand, and there and and Tom Ripley is bouncing back and forth between being himself and being Dicky, Right. And then there's a point at which he has to give up Dicky, right? Mm-hmm. He has to give up being Dicky, and he sorts things out and whatever. And then he's going to leave the apartment and there's, the shot of him is a reflection of him in the piano oh, and it's yes. two.
0: I know what you mean. You see
1: two heads and then he moves so that it's the one head slides out of view and he puts the glasses on.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just like this it's so on the
0: nose yeah, and did. so just like,
1: <laughs> what? Like, it's just so I perfect. I,
0: I also love it. It was definitely one of those things this time where I was like, this is a lot less subtle than I remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fully, but I, no, I know. love it. I love, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I just think that thing, there's a couple moments around that time in the movie. Mm-hmm. The The beauty of the movie is how many times he thinks the noose is tightening. Yeah. And then it's not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Until, like, the very, very end when it does. Mm-hmm. And then it's not again because he solves that problem. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, and and that, like, Philip Baker Hall showing up, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, shit, this guy means business. Yeah, oh, y'all are fucked. And the way the movie plays with your expectations of how... Of, Oh, my God, they brought in the the police inspector from Rome? I thought that all these people were from different regions and they never talked to each other. So he gets really upset. And then he brings him in and it's like, oh, no, it's a different guy. You don't have to worry. Philip Baker Hall comes in as a detective from America to find out what happened to Dickie. Mm -hmm. And Philip Baker Hall is very like, I don't care for nonsense. I don't care to speak it. I don't care to hear it. It's very funny. Yeah. It's a very funny performance. And then he's like, we just need you to like, we all know that Dickie ran off or committed suicide or whatever, and we need you to play ball. Like, it's yeah. not, the noose isn't tightening in the way that he assumes it is. There's a moment where he's with the Italian detective mm-hmm. where Marge shows up. He's pretending he's Dickie. Yes. Marge shows up, who knows that he's not Dicky? and Marge is trying to get into the apartment while the detective is there. Yeah. And there's this moment that Matt Damon does this thing where he's like, you know what? Let her in. Yeah. Let her in. I don't care. Like, like the, the game is up. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. Let her in. Let's see what happens. Like that, that he has this just look, I mean, he the
1: split second split where second he's like,
0: where he's about to I'm give done. up. Yeah. And then he resolves to not give up again. And like, says like, you know what? Keep her out. Like I'm going to solve this or whatever. Yeah. And just watching that like moment pass across him of, resignation to it. And then like, Oh no, he's not going to give up. He's going to keep like this web of lies going. It just is like, so I, I can't, I love a web of lies. <laughs> I can't
1: get enough of
0: a web of lies. I um, love it. Oh, shattered glass is the other web of lies. movie oh, that yeah. I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. Anyway.
1: Um, the, and then the other last thing that I want to talk about yeah. was just that I was fully the weirdo in 1999 who had downloaded uh tuva fall americano yeah. and matt damon singing my funny valentine yeah and was like on every mix cd that i made i listened to it all the time got all it the time Kazaa
0: or whatever uh, yeah i was
1: obsessed <laughs> but you guys matt damon sings my funny valentine and it's just like it's Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) It is gorgeous. And he's not auto-tuned. No, it
0: has a live feel to it. I'm
1: confused. It's so good. It's akin to the Adam Driver being alive moment. Yeah. To me, where I'm just like, how dare you in this movie where you're doing some of your best work.
0: Right. In Marriage Story, Also,
1: seeing this hauntingly beautiful rendition of My Funny Valentine. Yeah. uh, What?
0: Yeah. Ugh. Um, shout out to, this movie's also edited by Walter Murch,
1: mm-hmm. who's
0: one of the most legendary film editors of all time. Did okay. The Godfather and Godfather 2 and a bunch of other movies. I know those. And, um, uh, I think, you know, I hadn't noticed, I didn't know that Walter Murch had edited it until I saw him in the credits this time. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you know, I, that ending, like, there's a, there's a part at the ending where you just hear it. Mm. and you don't see it, yeah. and you're seeing other stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's like like the showy part of editing where I edit, you know, the most brilliant editors, like there's stuff that, there are millions of things they're doing that you can't even see, and all that stuff that's the Mm -hmm. whole point of it, but um, but decisions like that throughout, like spots where the editing, I I think it's a beautifully edited movie, and I think there's amazing stuff in it, that's all and I think he's one, he is one of like the greatest editors of all time that's all.
1: Nice. I love that.
0: Shout out to James Rebhorn and Walter Murch, the, uh, <laughs> the unsung heroes of the talent of Mr. Ripley. Um, it looks fine. It looks like it was shot in
1: 1999. It looks like an old DVD. Yeah, from 1999. DVD, yeah. It looks, but it's, it, so it's not like remarkably bad, but it's not, it doesn't look incredible. No. Uh, there's some commentary and music videos on the extras. So nothing like insane, but like cute stuff. I guess
0: there. I mean, Anthony Mingela. I would actually be really interested to watch it with his commentary. I don't often watch commentary tracks anymore. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Who has the time? Who has the time? Well, I mean, we have nothing but time now. (laughs) Um, But uh, but I would actually be interested to watch with his commentary track. I think. Nice. The late Anthony Mingela. The late R.I.P. Late great. Um. Uh. Is it available? You can stream it if you have Cinemax. Otherwise, you can just buy it.
1: I can't believe it's not more widely available. Like on HBO or something? No. Not on HBO Max. Wow. That's surprising to me. Yeah. Um, well... Oh,
0: did you know there's going to be a Talented Miss or a Ripley TV series? No. Yeah. With... On on Showtime. Showtime gang. Ah. 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 Uh, ah. Uh, 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 you're... Uh, you're... Um, starring our your friend and mine the hot priest
1: the hot priest
0: andrew scott is that his name i don't know yeah, sure so.
1: uh that's great
0: yeah i love Ezra that Lee. okay okay hot priest okay
1: hot priest <laughs> i'll give that a little looky loo um <laughs> here we are At i don't end know of what, all things i don't know what to do i think i think bef- i think coming into this i was like well, I guess we're getting rid of fame, <laughs> but we've had the discussion now, and and
0: I don't, and I don't know. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, this DVD. Watching the DVD, it did not look great, right? And this is one of my favorite movies of all time, right? I feel like a Blu-ray upgrade is maybe in the cards somewhere down the line.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: So to me. I feel like the DVD, the the kind of like shitty has, quality DVD of yeah. Dante Mr. Ripley goes.
1: Yeah. Well Yeah, because like I said, the 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 fame DVD, again, if we're talking about collection wise, Yeah. one, let's upgrade one of our favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Two, I don't think you're gonna find like the the fame one is a time capsule. And the
0: fame one looks fine. Yeah. It's totally and fine. And like
1: it is surprising that Talented Mr. Ripley is not available, but it stars Matt Damon and Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Blanchett. Like it's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I mean. I'm not worried about it like disappearing, right? From the archives or anything like that. Right. Um. That's how. Should we do the Joe Garden system?
1: Oh yeah! Oh my god, I forgot. Okay. Here we
0: go. Okay. What's the
1: criteria? Because I already forgot.
0: First, rate on a scale between one and twenty. One and twenty. Ooh. Talents Mr. Ripley gets an Town- 18 from me.
1: I'm, I was like, I'm going to give it a 19. 18 and a 19. Okay.
0: Fame gets a 14 from me.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to give Fame a 12.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great. Second add or subtract points based on these criteria. Criterion Collection, neither. Neither. Is it part of a series you own others of? No. No. Is it part of a box set? No. No. Nope. Lady director? No. No. Available streaming? Uh, neither of these. I mean, Hoopla and Cinemax. <laughs> Not, I would say no. Yeah,
1: I don't think that counts. Yeah.
0: Has the director been canceled? No. Alan Parker. I mean, Anthony Mangala was canceled by God, but that's that's okay. <laughs> um, canceled by
1: death? How did he die?
0: I think he just had a heart attack or something. So, he died too young.
1: Oh, canceled yeah. by canceled by a uh, heart attack then.
0: Alan Parker, is he alive? Let's see. Hold on. Both of them have been cancelled by God. God himself.
1: Do you believe in God? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I'm concerned. It would be weird if uh you found out on the live on the podcast yeah. that I've believed in God. Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, all right. Neither stars James Woods or John Boyd. No. Okay. In the clear. So So that's it. That's it. So it's So yeah. Okay. Talented Mr.
1: Ripley. Has a higher score.
0: Has a higher score. But I think the, the blue Blu-ray in the future is what I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Great. All right. Talented Mr. Ripley, we will see you again.
0: Definitely. Uh, I've seen you so many times.
1: Looking a little better and brighter and more beautiful, if that's even possible. We um, watched the
0: Talented Mr. Ripley on our honeymoon. Do you remember that? Yeah. In Las Vegas. In, in
1: our Vegas hotel. Least, uh, because that, in case you were confused... About what kind of couple we are. I planned a last-minute honeymoon to Vegas after our wedding because our wedding happened and I was like, I gotta get out of here. I don't care if we don't have any money. We went to Vegas for like a long weekend and we sat in the hotel and watched the town of Mr. No, Ripley. We didn't sit in the hotel
0: the entire time. It was like one night after dinner. We went back to the room.
1: We were in Vegas.
0: I know. But you're making it sound like we didn't leave the hotel room and we only watched Talented Mr. Ripley. It's not true. We had a lovely time.
1: We did have a lovely time. We went to a museum. (laughs) We did. The Atomic Testing Museum. Yeah, we
0: went to lots of buffets.
1: Oh my God. We're great. Okay. Thank you, Talented Mr. Ripley. We will see you again. Fame. You are, in fact, going to live. Forever. You
0: really are.
1: I love it. Great. All right, let's pick this next matchup, baby. Hey, Siri. Uh huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321.
0: A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 680. 680
1: is from 1993. It's Jurassic Park. Oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great.
0: Classic. A classic?
1: A classic. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is
0: 305. 305 is from 2006. Date movie.
1: Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no.
0: Oh,
1: why are you no. saying oh no? Because we literally only own this movie. Do you know why?
0: Cuz Allison Hannigan's because in
1: it. Because Allison Hannigan is in it. Yep. That is the only reason. Yep.
0: Whoo! it's <laughs> going to be a rough one. <laughs> All right, an all time classic, <laughs> and and Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> hey, see what he did there, folks. Um, that's a weird, that's a weird matchup. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we're watching Jurassic Park and Date movie this week.
1: I guess so. Listen, you don't know how this is gonna turn out. You don't know. You think you know, but you have no idea. You know. what if we watch it and we're like holy shit
0: i go in with my heart open on all these (laughs) yeah because you haven't seen it no i haven't seen date movie you know what (laughs) didn't see it
1: didn't catch it hey thank you so much for listening especially if you got this far we're dvd Deathmatch in all of the places we got the insta we got the twitter we got the gmail we got the world wide web and i hope that you indulge in your dessert of choice today. Ooh. You know what I, I mean? Like that Whatever one. that is. My dad was a big fan of cheese for dessert because he was a weirdo. That's a weird one. Yeah. But if that's your jam, I hope you get all the cheese.
0: I hope you get all the cheese.
1: Yeah. I really do. From the bottom of my heart. Great. Come back next week and see who survives.
0: DVD, DVD
1: Deathmatch. Deathmatch.
0: Didn't you do that one time at a concert? Come on. You don't want to talk about this?
1: No. It's embarrassing. Okay.
0: We don't. Cut it out. (laughs) There was some concert you were at. Or it was a live podcast taping. We'll talk about it and you can cut it out. It was
1: a live show. It was a live
0: podcast live show where you went alone and then you like fell in with a group of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Who, and then they asked you your name and you lied, right? No,
1: I told them my name. What was it? They asked me where I lived.
0: Oh, and you said Chelsea. I said
1: Chelsea, because I was embarrassed to say Hoboken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Chelsea
1: is not better, but it was the first, like, section that came to
0: my brain. (laughs) The talented Miss Poor. Yeah, totally. Um...